Hey everybody, Shane here. Hey, look, uh, you've heard me talking about my friends at Joseph Meyer Club, and I want you to go over, check them out at josephmeyerclub.com today and try out their brand new aftershave. Um, and if you use my promo code RPPJMC20, you can try it today with 20% off. So just enter that code at checkout. Again, RPPJMC20 at checkout at josephmeyerclub.com. And uh, yeah, it's a great product. Um, I, I've been using it myself and I love it and it smells great. And uh, so check it out and for all your aftershave needs. Again, josephmeyerclub.com. Follow them on Facebook as well for more information. And uh, yeah, tell them Shane sent you. Thanks everybody. Hey everybody, Shane Presley here with Rock Paper Podcast. Let me tell you about my friends at Naked Vine. Located at 1624 Clarkson Road in Chesterfield, Missouri. Serving up all your favorite wine, whiskey, tequila, and local craft beers. Stop by and visit them for some great live music this week. On Tuesday, February 12th, I return to Naked Vine with my singer-songwriter storytelling showcase. Bringing along Ryan Chaney of Steeples and Fivefold. Gabe Stroop of Skyburnt White and Matt Hall of Inner Outlines. 7 o'clock start, $5 at the door. Uh, Thursday, February 14th, Stephen Chosich. Friday, February 15th, John Bonham and Friends. And Saturday, February 16th, Les Gruff and the Billy Goat. You can find all this information and more at nakedvine.net. Be sure to follow along with them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Enjoy the show, everybody. Um, podcast is kind of like a, it's like a radio show that's not on the radio, it's on, it's on the internet. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> that's also like my mom. Uh, it makes it sound more confusing, doesn't it? Uh, it sounds like this. This is Stephanie Stewart, and you're listening to Rock Paper Podcast. Rock Paper Hey everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast, coming to you from St. Louis, Missouri, hanging out today with Stephanie Stewart. Welcome to the show. Thank you. This is uh, this is cool. I'm, I uh, started a lot of them this way lately, and uh, I'm glad that it continues because uh, it's really fun for me doing the show and getting to meet people like yourself for the very first time, really on the mic. I know we've we've kind of uh, crossed paths a little bit, um, and we've been friendly online for a little bit now. Uh, but uh, this is our first time really having a conversation and officially meeting and stuff. So it's cool that uh, we get to. This show allows me to do that. It kind of introducing me to all kinds of people all around the city. So so thank you for doing the show. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah. This uh so. Like I said, I, I don't know a lot about. I know you um, just released a brand new EP that's available now, and um, I know uh, you uh, pretty pretty involved. You have a lot of uh, family that's also very involved in music and stuff. So um, I kind of want to get to know a little bit more about that, like you know how you started and, and um, some of that. So where I guess this, I'm guessing music's always been around for with the family. I'm guessing a lot of. Uh, Picking it and stuff at different family functions and things? Yes, actually. Um, so my mom and dad met. Um, my mom was 
the Flambe Girl at Louis the Ninth, which was in Webster Groves. And my dad played music there every night um, for sandwiches. <laughs> he played for food. And, um, Not a bad deal. No. And they became friendly, and he was young, they were young. And um, long story short, fell in love and got married. And I was born about a year later. So my parents were very young when I was born. Um, and for as long as I can remember, my dad played guitar, always had records on, so music's always been in my life, and um, performance has always been encouraged by, by my parents. My mom's a singer, uh, my dad plays and sings, and, um, you know, so it was just always there. And my dad is sort of the patriarch of music, as people like to call him, in my extended family on my mom's side. So I have a big extended family. My mom's one of nine, and we Ooh. had very large family gatherings. Yeah. And it was like one big hoot nanny, just lots of music, and my dad is at the center of that. So very cool. Yeah, we, I kind of, um, we, we both, uh, both my parents also uh, come from, uh, like my uh, my dad was of six, my mom of uh, five, and uh, we have a bunch of. Kid, you know, they all have kids, and mm -hmm. now we have a bunch of grandkids and everything. You know, so there's a family functions around my house are also uh, quite quite large gatherings, mm -hmm. and uh, but it's it's a ton of fun to have that kind of that big extended family like that. And like, but as far as like playing, like I remember uh, growing up, my dad played a little bit more. Um, he played a little bit in the bluegrass scene, uh, played some harmonica and different stuff, mm -hmm. uh, but. Uh, dabbled in a little bit of guitar and a little bit of piano every now and then. Mainly, uh, I remember piano was mo mostly he would like, uh, he knew, uh, the, 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 right. yeah, Bob uh, Seeger. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> stuff like that, like he would do that and it was, you know, but uh, I can remember uh, we always often joked about having like a family band thing, me and my brother and my mm -hmm. dad, and like we would uh, sit around like on Sunday mornings or whatever and playing and uh dad would play guitar and we would sing and uh do i remember like uh a big one we would do was uh like uh, ozark mountain daredevils uh i've yeah. been standing on a run just yeah, waiting yeah. for my seeds to grow so, yeah uh, so it was a lot of fun I, and i can imagine as much fun as i had not knowing anything about music uh you probably you know continue to have that fun especially with everybody playing around and things so. yeah yeah, I mean, you're describing a lot of For my childhood, sure. just always music, always singing, and nobody was ever worried about how it sounded, you know? Like, I, I didn't have any concept of what is, I mean, I had my opinion. I grew up listening to good music, um, Fleetwood Mac, oh, yeah. James Taylor, um, Neil Young, you know, all the 70s favorites, and... Um, my mom is a chronic harmonizer, you know, no matter what is playing on the radio or... I actually, this is funny, we were, um, we did the EP release show at the Focal Point and um, I had my, my dad and Gary Hunt playing with me, but my special guests for the evening were my mom and my sister Rachel. And at one point in the show, I left the stage and um, Gary and my dad played a few songs, just the two of them. And I, I sat 
off to the right of the stage and my mom was in the center in like the same row as me and at one point during one of the songs that my dad was singing my mom was actually harmonizing in the crowd yeah. and my other sister was going and like elbow it was hilarious but right. that is my mother just always putting down that harmony yeah. <laughs> it's like she doesn't even think about it so that's how I grew up so you're describing Sunday morning sitting around you know somebody strumming on the guitar and everybody just singing and that's how I learned yeah. you know so I didn't know anything about music either it was just it was there always right I don't think about it I think that's like a it's kind of an interesting thing too I mean like you can kind of stay the course and follow like along and, and be a performer like you're saying like as it was encouraged but there's also people some people go the route where they don't want to you know they they want to do their own path you know carve their own path and do sure. it and, and stuff uh you know so it's kind of interesting like i know a lot of people struggle with that it's like some you know, especially as people that are you know you they're successful at it you know it's like what's well, already uh a lot of pressure i guess to yeah. you know to kind of live up to that and things so yeah. um you know, I know, like, you see a lot of it, but, some, you know, some people, a lot of, uh, you know, like, directors or whatever, or big radio people or whatever, they're being there, they follow right in their parents' footsteps and mm -hmm. different things, and they're, mm -hmm. they they become successful at it, and especially music. There's tons of them out there doing it that are not just getting by with the name, but they actually prove their, they belong because of their skills and things. But Sure, yeah. It's just, uh, I imagine that's also can kind of be, difficult though like I said and as a kid like trying to trying to figure out where where you belong in this thing so I absolutely know. I mean I you know have called myself a living room musician for a long time you know I was a reluctant performer in front of people um, I'm a music lover of all kinds and um, you know play and sing behind closed doors of my own home or with my family since I can remember but the concept of getting in front of people and playing um, was absolutely terrifying for me. And, you know, I was in a band in my 20s and it was just a cover band, but I remember the first probably six months of playing with that group. Every time we performed, I wore a hat and I brought the bill down really low so you couldn't see my face because I just. I just didn't have the confidence or I don't know. And so this is a huge step for me in the last five years but really the last three particularly just putting myself out there and yeah i'm not great at it but i'm, I'm working on right. it right <laughs> so so family tree uh, like i said is available um and you had just had the release party a bit ago so was this the first time like really writing or did you been writing since you were young or or uh, how when does when do you like kind of start getting that itch to want to perform more original stuff? Um, yeah, so I tried writing in my 20s, and I think I wrote some good stuff back then, looking back, um, but of course I didn't think it was any good, so I didn't take it anywhere. Um, for me, I really started writing, uh, it just kind of started pouring out of me, and I really started playing the guitar as a vehicle for songwriting about six years ago. I was... Um, going through a divorce and all of a sudden I had a whole lot to say. 
Yeah, and, well, uh, <laughs> heart, heartbreak will do that to you. Like, yeah. You know, and it, I think it's, I don't know, it's, it's interesting to see, like, which one does it more. But, like, either falling in love or heartbreak, they both, like, mm-hmm. inspire so many great songs. For and, sure. So, um, yeah. But, yeah. So that, I mean, yeah, definitely probably had a lot of material to work with. Uh, I did. Um, none of that is on Family Tree. Right. Um, I have a whole other breakup record that is yet to be recorded that maybe someday I will unearth those songs because I think some of them are, are, are pretty good mm-hmm. and worthy of reworking maybe. Uh, but these songs on Family Tree, I guess, you know, one or two of them were written sort of in that time period. But yeah, in the last five or so years. Yeah. Very nice. Well, Not intentionally, though, to put on a compilation, just sort of randomly here and there. And the idea to put them on one record came to me um, not that long ago, actually. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's share a little bit of what you've been up to. Um, again, all this uh, available for purchase and download and uh, streaming on Spotify and iTunes and wherever you're getting your digital music. Do we, are we uh, going to do physical copies or... No, not for this. No, not for this right now? Digital download only yeah. now. Check that out wherever you're getting digital music today. But uh, let's start with uh, Little Man. I told you that was probably my favorite one on the on there. Uh, very uh, very sweet song and uh, some, some real nice harmonies. You said, uh, said Neil sang in there with you on that yeah, one? Yeah, my cousin Neil Salsic. Yeah. With some Friend of the show. Awesome, awesome harmonies. I love... I love Neil and I, I love his voice, so it was a nice gift to have him in the studio. part of the plan 
did you choose me? Either way, it seems it was meant to be. When the river swells and you can hold no more, you flow right into the arms of my ocean floor. You're not of this world. I'll be as careful. Very cool. That uh, where do you end up recording that at? With Jack Petrachik, um at his home studio in Afton, oh. Roll Top Studios is what he's calling it. Very nice. It's a beautiful space. It's cool how many people like I've uh, doing this show enough. I've met a lot of various people doing different different things around music, and uh, a lot of people have some really nice home studios. Oh, and and yeah. uh, his is amazing. Yeah. So it's really uh, really neat to see. I mean, obviously. Uh, the big, the big studios in town are very cool too. But it's just fun to see the mm -hmm. people getting creative in different ways like that. And yeah. Like, so. Yeah. Um, so was it? Uh, was there a particular um, person in the family, or any, or like hearing some of these songs you wrote, or somebody kind of pushing you, or is it was just strictly on your own? Like, I got to get out and and do this thing. I gotta, gotta get these songs out there. Well, <clears throat> it's been a dream of mine for a long time to, to have a record or to, to be a recording artist, I guess. Um, but, I mean, from the time I was a little girl, looking mm -hmm. through you know, the liner notes of Fleetwood Mac records and sure. all the pictures and thinking, oh, someday, maybe I could do that. Um, but really, the, the person who was my biggest cheerleader and actually made this happen is Josh my partner. Um, he has an incredible belief in me that I don't always have in myself and uh, knew that that was something that I wanted to do and he suggested that we do a Kickstarter and I really poo-pooed the idea, you know, why would I ask for money? Who's going to give me money? Why would anyone want to support this project? And he said, you have no idea how many people want to support your musical endeavor and he was right in 15 days I was two thousand dollars overfunded and it was That's just awesome. like an explosion of amazingness yeah. <laughs> so he's the reason that that I I had the money to to be able to put this together which is great yeah well shout out to Josh for sure that was yeah very nice to uh, for his, him, his support, and then uh, to, yeah, to have the idea to do that. Then mm -hmm. um, I uh, 
I well, mine was not on as of good terms, um, but we did a, uh, a crowdfunding campaign thing. My wife uh, put together or uh, some I don't remember exactly whose idea, but our dog passed away, and we put a bunch of money into trying to help him out and save him, and Aww. and uh, unfortunately found out it was cancer, and there wasn't much we could do about it. Uh, so it was really really heartbreaking and uh we were also right this was like pretty soon before our wedding and we you know, we didn't really have the money we spent a bunch of money we didn't have and things and uh anyway we ended up putting that out there and like somebody could help us and like everybody came through in a huge way and uh it was it was really uh something beautiful to see so people open their heart and yeah and uh to help us out in a time of need and things because uh it was you know it's pretty awesome, but uh, it, may, it definitely makes you feel good to to see the kind of support coming in that people want to support sure. support you for whatever it is. I mean, that was mine was one in the spectrum, and yours is on the other. But yeah. it was uh, in the same way; it's the same feeling to f- to feel that love and support from your community and stuff. So absolutely, I mean, people are amazing and so surprising all the time. Like humanity can be an amazing gift, you know. Um, people rise to the occasion when they have to or when they feel compelled to. I don't know. I feel like it happens more often than sometimes we choose to see. Oh, yeah. And so this was, uh, I, I still am blown away by it. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, but that's a, yeah, very cool. Um, and I, I don't know. Some people, like you're saying, kind of poo-pooed the idea. Uh, so a lot, I think a lot of people are kind of about that. Like, you know, it, uh, I think it's a really cool way to do it, though. Like, being that uh, a lot of those you can kind of get involved in the process you know mm-hmm. whether you're, you're gonna you can kind of like leak exclusives uh, to the supporters or you get like an exclusive shirt or whatever it is or, or advanced copies of it or you know there's a lot of different perks you can do along the way with mm-hmm. uh, with those kind of things and uh, it's fun to see how people go about doing them and each one's a different but uh, I've backed to several records like that and mm-hmm. essentially it's not really a handout or anything it's more exactly. it's a pre-order right you know you're paying for something you would have bought anyway and right you know, so it's uh that's what made me feel better about it it's not me asking for you know something for free I'm giving something in exchange mm-hmm. and it's something that hasn't been made yet but um, you know I promise to do my best yeah. and, you know deliver something that I'm proud of and I did that with family trees so that's the first um, phase of the project so I had What's about 15 or 16 songs that I really felt like I wanted to record and eight of them are about family and so I chose these six because I I didn't feel that I felt that these six had kind of a, a place on their own and that the other two could stand alone on the larger full-length record so that's yeah. kind of how we planned it let's uh, let's drop in another one this is a uh, warrior and this is kind of a uh you know, this is the different side of uh, them compared to Little Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Little Man, pretty stripped down, um, mm-hmm. acoustic kind of uh, more. But this is features a little bit more uh, orchestration on this one that you said you. Uh, yeah. Who's all playing on this track with you? So my dad, Don Stewart, is playing uh, guitar, as am I, and Gary Hunt is playing mandolin and dobro. Yeah. Very cool. 
Gary's a uh, Gary's a ton of fun to watch. I've, I've, I've been introduced to him uh, through uh, Sean Cannon's Voodoo Players, right? And uh, yeah, he's he's a lot of fun to watch on those nights when he uh, he is. He's he's a really good player. There is nothing that Gary can't play. Yeah, I feel really really lucky um, to know Gary as a person and to obviously be able to play with him. I've I've known him since I was young. I was 11 when I met him. My mom and dad moved at that time and it turned out that we moved uh, about three houses down from Becky and Gary and their kids. And uh, Gary saw my dad walking into the house one day carrying a guitar. And so, you know, in Gary's way, he sort of meandered over to the house. And so many people say, <clears throat> they can't read Gary because he's not much of a he doesn't do a whole lot of expression right um, but he has a giant heart and uh, he's a good good person anyway he knocked on the door and invited my dad to come over and uh, play later because he was having some guys over to play and my dad did and that's um, that's how they connected 
and it was sort of a you know round circle of guys, probably Thane Bradford and who knows who else, you know, lots of um, really talented musicians. Mm -hmm. And anyway, so for the last however long, uh, Gary's been in my life musically and, and as a friend. Um, yeah. So it's pretty great. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, then, and then the fact of Adam to the record as well, like that's, uh, yeah. that's very cool. And his son Andrew is actually going to play bass on the full length record. He lives in Nashville with his wife, but he's gonna make the trip in for weekends to record. So yeah. I'm super excited about that. Yeah. Is this the first time uh, you and your dad got to uh, record together? Outside of his home studio, yeah. yeah. So my dad over the years has had many iterations of um, ways to record. Uh, we've done lots of projects together <clears throat> um, that have benefited well, really, that have been centered around family now that I think about it. Um, my dad, as I said, is sort of the patriarch of music and for my family. And when my grandmother, who I wrote Her Grace about, when she turned 90, my dad decided that for her birthday he would invite whoever wanted to, <clears throat> excuse me, from my family to come over and either record a song or um, speak a poem or whatever and we, we wound up with a two CD um, gift for her that wow. was just family all my cousins and aunts and uncles anybody that had something to say recorded that in, in my dad's living room yeah, it was beautiful his, yeah. you know whatever it was 8 track 8 at recorder or right. something uh, so we've done that many times, but in a in a studio like a professional studio setting, yes, yeah. this was my first time. Yeah, I think that's uh, super cool because like I, I don't know, I never really kind of thought about it much when I started doing this, uh, but just the the uh, the thought of like that the, these recordings can live on forever. I mean, just like mm -hmm. the, the recordings of the music that you made and, and everything else, like. There's either, you know, there's going to come a time where I'm I'm gone or whoever's gone and things and these recordings are going to live on and people continue to d discover you know more music and everything else but like uh, it kind of hit me one day like I was listening to uh, 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 Kevin Smith uh, film director uh, talking and he does a podcast and and he likes to record a lot with his mother because he you know he knows that someday she'll be gone and like he'll have all these recordings of her and. And, uh, you know, it was just really something beautiful to, to think about it, like, that way that, like, you know, this preserving the conversations and, this, you know, her voice and everything else. And, like, yeah. so it was kind of heavy at the time, but I was like, man, that's really cool to think about, though, like, that we're, we're doing something bigger than ourselves here, you know? Like, it's not just having a conversation. It's not just playing guitar and stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, it's something that's going to stay with us, so. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. So it was, yeah. it was cool to think about, like I said. It's definitely a motivating factor for me to be playing with my dad. I mean, my dad's young. He's in his, you know, early 60s. Sure. But, um, you know, I shied away from playing with him a lot in my teen years, of course, and in my 20s. I was too busy doing my own thing. And now it's, it's really nice connecting with both my parents in a different way <laughs> that isn't so much mother, daughter, or you know, father-daughter, but friend, you know, um, it's nice. Yeah, yeah, that's very cool. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't I don't play, so I don't have that like but I've I've noticed there's it's almost you know, it's that language of music, you know, it's just mm-hmm. like it's kind of an un, an unspoken thing, like yeah. nobody we don't really can't really explain it, but people can kinda of talk through music that way and it you have a it creates a, a even a bigger bond, uh and stuff. So it's like I see it a lot among my friends, you know, even like I said, voodoo player gigs and watch Mm-hmm. These guys that are essentially kind of strangers come together and play songs, and they all become great friends throughout it all and stuff. And um, you know, so it's. Uh, but yeah, I wish I kind of wish I played. I, I never really applied myself to like learn, but maybe someday I'll. There's still time. Yeah, <laughs> I. Uh, it's. It is, I do talk about it a lot. It's sort of like a, a bucket list kind of thing for me to to write uh, a song, and I'm, I'm a huge fan of singer songwriters and. Mm-hmm. So maybe one of these days I'll. What would you play? I don't know. Like I kind of think like like I said, Dad played harmonica. I think it'd kind of be fun to do that. It'd also be more. I think it'd be more convenient to be able to travel with with harmonicas. uh, For sure. Than uh, somebody. Sit in with anybody. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Um, And uh, but I don't know. Like nothing. Like I said, nothing's really spoke to me where I like you know do to pick it up and play and stuff. But Mm. like I said, maybe uh, maybe someday I'll sit down and actually try to apply myself to us and see what I can do yeah but yeah it's never too late I look at a guy like uh Charles Bradley you know I don't know if you know him much but he he passed away just a little while back too and it was it was pretty uh rough but he uh I think he, I think kind of got according to the story like he was kind of found uh on the streets as a performer I think he was essentially a homeless guy and mm-hmm. uh and if I have the story right, and like, and they kind of people started giving him a shot, and he, and he had this great voice, and then he ended up getting a record deal and putting all the stuff together. And he's like in his 60s, and I was going out and like actually touring and doing all these big shows and doing wow. doing a lot of stuff. Uh, it was pretty huge uh, for essentially an unknown guy, kind of come out of nowhere and started doing this thing. And I and uh, but just a real like just true classic kind of soul voice to it, you know, and like mm-hmm. he. So, um, but yeah, uh, he kind of got one of his songs. Uh, he did a cover of "Changes" from Ozzy Osbourne, oh. uh, and and it kind of got went viral and stuff. It was kind of the big, the big one that got a lot of attention and stuff. I'll and have to so, look that up. Yeah, it's really. I mean, he's amazing voice, but like I said, he, he just passed away a bit ago. And it was really kind of a bummer. But I got I was fortunate that I got to see him perform a couple of times live yeah. and stuff. So. Um, but yeah, that's a great example. That is never too late, though. Like, you know, this guy's in his. And you never know what's gonna happen. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so let's uh, let's throw in one more from the from the EP, and uh, and this song's called Caroline. And uh, anything you want to add around Caroline? Um, no. I mean, it's a song about my childhood, really. Yeah. Um, my my. The first home that I remember was on Caroline. Oh, and, so it's, um, it's the street name. It's the street yeah. name. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's a it's a sweet song about my upbringing.
settled in the dark Neighborhood boys with matchbox cars Barefoot bike riding my sister on my handlebars Violet bouquets and daisy chains Sun kissing our shoulders You uh, again uh, head on over to Spotify, click uh, uh, Stephanie Stewart on there, um, and uh, again the record uh, is titled Family Tree, and you can find all this on there or download it on iTunes, uh, wherever you're getting your music. Um, and we also have uh, Stephanie Stewart music on Facebook and Instagram. You can get involved there and follow along, let her know what you think of these songs. and. Uh, and all that uh we do have a couple uh you, you we have a you have a residency right at uh fiddlehead fern every saturday morning mm-hmm. yeah my dad and gary and myself play every saturday at fiddlehead fern from 12 to 2. and that's like uh if anybody hasn't been i i, I haven't been myself personally but i've seen some video mm-hmm. um i know uh Neil and Gerard do some stuff up there. And a couple. They of, play on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, they're the Sunday band. <laughs> but it's more of like a traditional bluegrass, like we're one microphone, right? Do you do that? Yeah. We yeah. Um, well, we mic. We have two two instruments mic'd, and then we have okay. um, a you know single condenser for the vocals, and um, it's a great setup. I mean, that place is way more than a coffee shop. Um, right. It's a, I call it like a community center cafe um darcy is lovely she's the owner and her family is equally as lovely and um it's just such a good vibe i feel so lucky that we get to show up there every saturday and play whatever we want and um sometimes it's a listening room situation sometimes it's bustling and everybody's talking and either way it's fun Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah i'll definitely uh make my way over there and check that out like Sounds fun. I'm not big on coffee, uh, like I kind of told you off mic, yeah. but, but I'm sure I'll find something. Uh, oh, they have something all kinds tasty, of good yeah. stuff. You'll find something. Yep. Yeah. I often joke, uh, I uh, 
people uh you know often will you know offer me coffee or whatever and i'll say something about like you know now it stunts your growth and stuff you know or something like that you know like just <laughs> make that joke since i'm taller than a lot of them so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's fun but yeah i never i don't know i never got into it maybe, I, maybe that's where i need to go try it though that's the, maybe that's the thing well they do have so. you know they have a pretty fancy way to do it they do pour over coffee yeah and i think they're the only cafe in st louis that has whatever i'm forgetting the special instrument that that they use but um i don't think it's common but it does make a delicious cup of coffee yeah all right check it out i'll give it another shot yeah (laughs) that uh you said uh we we are kind of gearing up for uh, a full length you're you said you're working on it Mm -hmm. now already yeah and is there is that gonna be a you said you had some of those, You what, 16 or something songs you had written? Something yeah, like so that. I think there'll be 10. Um, if I, I have more than that written, right. but I had the, those kind of picked out. So I think this, it'll depend. We, we are going to press this to vinyl, so it'll oh, depend nice. on the timing. Um, you know, I think I'm aiming for 10 songs, but if I have room... And it's going to be throw in a completely different track. than the other ones, the other six? Uh, yeah. 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 So these six that are on the EP will not be on the nice. on the full length. So. Yeah. And this will cool. be a you know a more instrumentation certainly on most of the songs. Um, I mentioned Andrew will be playing bass. Danny Kathreiner is going to play drums. Um, maybe not on every song. We'll have bass and drums. We haven't worked all those details out, but. Um, you know, certainly the, the EP was meant to be more of a stripped down, almost home recording-ish kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was done that way on purpose. I wanted to have a snapshot of these songs for myself. I honestly wasn't sure if these songs were going to mean anything to anybody else, but they mean a lot to me because they're about my family. Yeah. So the uh, full-length record, I, I hope to you know, dump more time and energy into, and I'm excited about what that's going to sound like, and I'm very open to the idea of whatever change comes to the songs and growth comes to the songs uh, from the studio. Yeah, and vinyl would be super cool. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a big vinyl enthusiast myself, and yeah. uh, but I imagine, like, I mean, the CD's cool, and mm-hmm. or even just on iTunes, whatever it is, but like, I imagine, you know, like you're saying, listening to Fleetwood Mac records and all yeah. those, like that kind of stuff, like seeing your own name and picture on that record. And, For sure. and like, I mean, that's gotta be a very proud moment to, uh, mm-hmm. when it all kind of comes full circle and stuff. And, uh, that's what I see. Like, I, I think that would be super cool to be, yeah. have something like that. And So when Josh and I were talking about the Kickstarter campaign <clears throat> and we were dreaming about what's the best case scenario you know if i'm going to go for it what do i want and that was is very important having vinyl because we we collect vinyl we love listening to it there's just something about putting on a record Mm -hmm. i think well and i it's i feel and it's been said a lot but it's like it creates more of a a true listening experience you know it's like where you you don't you don't have the skip button you don't exactly we talk about that a lot you kind of you get the experience of listening to it the whole way through. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to be very careful about the songs that I pick and the order that they go in so that it flows because I love the record where you don't think about the beginning and the end. 
you know? And there's always that one record where you're like, God, that song doesn't fit. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like the, it doesn't mean it's a bad song, but maybe it just doesn't flow in the record. So I'm trying to be mindful of that. I'm yeah. excited about that part. I had friends, uh, it's kind of like, uh, they were putting their record together, and I think that was kind of the vibe they were going for, something that can mm -hmm. make sure they all kind of sort of flowed a little bit and everything, and they, but they, it was kind of fun to, they offered it up to us, like they, they invited some certain fans over for like a listening party to be That's a part cool. of it, and then like they wanted us to like rate them, you know, like what which ones we like, and then kind of number, like kind of in order, like how what, so it kind of, I mean, it wasn't essentially for that purpose i don't think to put them in order but like but just kind of get an idea of what people were liking because they off they also offered a lot of different sounds too so like mm -hmm. it was like oh do you like this more or do you like that one more and wow so it was kind of fun too because everybody had way different responses so like mm -hmm. i don't know what they how they process that information but it was still cool to be kind of a part of that process with them you know like kind of be on the uh behind the scenes and stuff and kind of helping them pick out which ones were going to be on the record yeah, and stuff so cool. yeah um but yeah, I'm I'm pumped up. That'd, that'd be cool. I'm excited to hope, hopefully it'll we'll get that together soon. Hopefully, uh, get the finished recording, get the uh, vinyl together and stuff. But yeah, the vinyl takes a while. Yeah. Um, so we'll probably work through the spring on the recording process, mm -hmm. and then the vinyl will probably take most of the summer to. Yeah, <clears throat> I know there's some some plants are faster than others but that's the thing like it's kind of made such a resurgence like that's a lot of the, the plants yeah. are behind you know they can't um so it's, uh, we can't I, really predict i've right. heard anywhere from three to six months so sure. i'm hoping for no more than four yeah <laughs> yeah we'll see and that's uh yeah but that'd be cool and uh but we are we do have a, a live song you played today in the living room here and you said this is one that you're looking to potentially put on that record um, yeah this one will be on that record um it's called say you will and uh i again i, I wrote this one without any other intention than just writing it for um the person i love you know thinking about how happy i am finding love and you know what that means for me and i played it for the first time at um songbird cafe last february and a woman came up to me after the show and asked if uh, i had a recording of it because she wanted to play it at her son's wedding oh wow <laughs> and since then i've actually played it at a friend's wedding and um i did not write it with the intention of it being a wedding song but it seems that that's what some people are thinking of this song as so yeah well that's super cool, cool though like yeah again uh the fact that like totally kind of took on a new life of yeah. its own too and, uh, and yeah. even after the first time people heard it like, right right and this is a you know much more stripped down version this is the way i wrote it but on the record um we've turned it into something a little more mm -hmm. um just a little more fluff mm -hmm. Sweethearts, and to you I. 
Not that again, not that, that that's what you wrote it for, but I think like you look at that though, like that's like big. I mean, not, I don't know about big money into it, but like those songs are so celebrated you now. There's like so many of them that, that people dance to at their weddings or first dance yeah. and different things, and it's like, and then those songs are kind of you know they live on for a long time, and and people and I think about it every time they hear it, like oh that that was our song, and there you know so it's yeah. Uh, you never know. Yeah. Just like we were talking about. Sure. You never know what could happen. Yeah. But yeah, that's <laughs> it's not uh, what I intended, but sure. if it happens, okay. Yeah. So you, you said you did play it live at, one, uh, at a wedding? At I fr- did. Yeah. So, yeah. And at that, my friend yeah. Allie's wedding. Yeah. So I imagine that was kind of cool to, to it be. It was. was she your... came to Fiddlehead Fern and heard me play it there, actually. And she said, what was that song? And yeah. So I sent her a voice memo of me playing it just on my iPhone, and she asked would you play that while i walk down the aisle and i was like oh my god you know sure. yes but how am i going to do that without crying i couldn't look at her but um <laughs> it was pretty great yeah did you get the hat again pulled back down on your face no. and, uh, yeah. <laughs> now i don't need the hat yeah. i'm good without the hat yeah. it's taken me a while nobody see you crying there no <laughs> i uh music's obviously you know a huge part of my life and in, in the live music um and it was pretty important to me to have live music involved in, in our wedding as well mm-hmm. and we didn't not for the the march or what but like our first dance my my buddy wade came out and played and uh just him and guitar and it was uh it was awesome it was a, it was a lot of fun we danced so to great. uh brad paisley's uh then okay um so that was that was uh it was a fun song and it was uh it was a good really good time it was a fun day we we got married uh uh, at uh, Herman Hill Wedding Chapel. Oh, okay. Up over there, looking yeah. overlooking the river there, and all that. And oh, I bet that was beautiful. Oh yeah, it was, and it was like it was like one of those days where it was like uh, like a hundred all week, uh-huh. and then all of a sudden like Saturday came along and dropped out to like sixty. Oh my gosh! And it was like perfect. Got lucky. Yeah, <laughs> and it was like sunshine and thing. It was just just an awesome day, and like uh, so yeah, we got really lucky that I didn't have to like sweat through that suit the whole time. And yeah, because that would have been brutal. Right. That's so great that yeah. your friend played. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I said, it was, it was really important to me, and, and I was like, hey, man, would you do this? And he was, you know, again, it was 
like you said, I was just honored to be included. So, um, yeah, it went really well. And Good. so I encourage anybody listening to this, if you uh, get some live music at your wedding, it's, Absolutely. A, it's a lot more fun. Music is magic. That's yeah. what I say. Yeah. I mean, I, I, everybody enjoys uh, the, the cha-cha slide and uh, whatever, but, uh, you know. Chicken dance. Yeah. But you can't, <laughs> that, can't beat that live energy of music and stuff that happens. That's right. So. Uh, again, get involved with everything uh, Stephanie Stewart Music on your Facebook and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Keep an eye out. Uh, well, I'm sure you'll update us all whenever uh, the getting closer to the record and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. keep an eye out on that. Uh, and, of course, always uh, more dates popping up. But uh, you can find her every Saturday morning at Fiddlehead Fern Cafe over there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, well, I thank you for doing this. This has been really a lot of fun getting to chat and getting to know a little bit more about you and um so so thank you again for for doing this thank you for having me this is a, and thank you for coming to my house yeah you made it so easy yeah for i lost <laughs> I, I feel i kind of mentioned it but it, i feel like it just creates a lot better experience like, yeah it, i mean obviously you're comfortable here mm-hmm. so yeah. it, it, we don't have to worry about that uh kind of awkward thing where you're coming to somewhere you don't know or whatever and sure. so yeah it just makes it a lot easier to have a nice conversation so yeah. well thank you for what you do well, thank you music it's so important to have people like you and very appreciated by me um and i'm sure every other musician in st louis so well, thank, thank you, you. I'm, I'm having the time of my life doing this so Good. it's been an incredible ride so far and i'm excited to see where it keeps going so awesome so thank you stephanie and uh thanks everybody bye bye Rock paper, paper podcast. Rock paper podcast. Rock paper podcast. Rock paper podcast. Well, yeah, that was it.